We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. I'm Tanea Ogumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Pack-A-Day Podcast. It is the Saturday crew. It is the injury update show. I am Jason Perrone of the Pack-A-Day Podcast, Game on Wisconsin, and all the other shows that I do, along with Mark Eckel of Packer Report and Paul Brettel of Dairyland Express and Game On Wisconsin. Paul, we'll start with you today since it's a home game and we need to know what the weather is going to be like for the game tomorrow. Well, today, Saturday, it's chilly, but the sun's out. However, Sunday, they're calling for up to 40 mile per hour wind gusts. And as everyone remembers, that was the weather report two weeks ago when the Packers played the Minnesota Vikings, and we saw the impact that that had on the game. Um, You know, Aaron Rodgers is still under center at quarterback, but when there's nasty conditions involved, it it lessens the talent gap between two teams. So definitely something to keep our eyes on. The Jags have won one game. So I know it was disappointing that the Packers did not beat the Vikings two weeks ago. 
but this is man and Jacksonville and you can make the you can make the case about a warm weather climate team coming up anyway I don't know it's it's a scary thought those those windy conditions Mark Eckel on the east coast what is happening at the beach today that's a beautiful day we had some bad um it rained pretty bad the last couple of days I think we had a little um offshoot of the storm that that hit Florida um I mean really made some hard rains but today looks um when we're when we're done you know where I'll be heading out the, out the back door and onto the beach. There is very little. There is very little that keeps Mark Eckel from the beach. So if you ever if you ever can't find Mark and you don't know where to start, <laughs> I can tell you where to start. It's at the beach. So, but you know, hey, listen, that's why you live there, right, Mark? Exactly. All right. So the injury report for the Packers again. It's a pretty healthy sized list. So we'll start with an interesting development this week. We were all talking before we started, which was John Lovett placed on injured reserve with an ACL injury. Obviously, Lovett will not play because his season is over. This, So he was stepping in. Josiah DeGuara went out with, the, with his own ACL tear several weeks ago. Lovett actually stepped in and iced out the game against the 49ers when they had a huge lead at running back to spare the rest of the running backs and, and get some of the starters off the field. So in the traditional fullback H-back role. Now Lovett is out, and as I mentioned, Josiah DeGuara is out. So, Mark, we'll start with you. This is an important role in this Matt LaFleur offense, so the Packers are going to have to figure out what they're going to do there now. Yeah, well, I mean, he hadn't he hadn't really gotten a whole lot of offensive snaps. I mean, he did close out the, the easy win against the Niners, but where, where his loss will be more is on special teams. He, yes. He, he had become a very good special teams player. I believe he was second on the team in special team tackles, uh, which is kind of odd for a guy that was a quarterback in college to become a you know a, a very good cover guy in special teams. But that's love. It. He's just a he's a he's he's one of those Swiss Army knife kind of guys. You, he can do a hundred different things for you. It's really a shame for the kid. I mean, he was etching himself out, making a mark on the team, and I guess he he, he must have torn it in practice, right? Because he practiced full. He was a full practice on, on Wednesday. Wednesday, and so he must have torn it at the end of practice. I guess right, or the beginning of Thursday's practice. Yep, one or the other. And that's even worse. When it, you know he got hurt in practice, now I know why Allen Iverson never wanted to practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, you always wonder how and why those things happen, but they do. They absolutely do. So, oh, and and covering you know football for a long time, I've seen as many bad injuries during practice than I did in games. Yeah, unfortunately. I can't remember too many of these instances happening for the Packers. So not that you want to see anybody get hurt like that. I mean, it's a it's a big deal. When you, get, you suffer an injury like that, this is your job. I mean, imagine you're in the middle of your work day and something prevents you from doing your job for the next six months and you can't work. You know, that's that's rough. It's really, really rough, especially when you're prepping. And, yeah, Levitt was, was really good on special teams. So as far as – so, Paul, I'll ask you, I guess, you know, who's – Who's popping into that role? I mean, is it going to be Mercedes Lewis because he's such a good blocker uh, and he's gotten a little more involved in the passing game, or is this is it Sternberger time? I think it's Jay Sternberger time. Uh, last year before Love and DeGuara were on the roster, Sternberger filled this role a little bit of his 99 offensive snaps in 2019. 20 of them came out of the backfield. And, well, that's – Love had only played 8% of Green Bay snaps this season, so like Mark said, he wasn't a – a huge part of it, but it's a role that needs to be filled nonetheless. 
So I think we'll see more Sternberger moving forward in addition to his uh, normal tight end duties. I think we'll see him in the backfield. And, I mean, he's a dynamic player. He's a good pass catcher. He's quick, versatile. He can move around. So I think that this will be a um, – it'll add a little bit more of a dynamic presence to uh, – the Packer offense when Sternberger is in the backfield. Like I said, it's not going to be all the time. We're not going to see him back there 25 snaps, but, you know, maybe there's four or five snaps a game or something like that. And as a pass catcher out of the backfield, I think that adds a nice element to this offense. And if you can have Tanyan, or Tanyan, excuse me, and Sternberger on the field at the same time, I think that's always a good thing. Yeah, and if you have, and obviously Sternberger offers a little more athleticism than Mercedes Lewis does at this point in his career. So, but it's nice to have those options. I mean, the offense is evolving, and I, I guess at this point, Matt LaFleur has at least earned my trust in that they'll figure it out. So it's unfortunate. John Lovett, you know, he had an injury that ended his, his season last year before he really could get going with Kansas City, and then he ends up coming to Green Bay. And it looks like, Mark, to your point, they did some good scouting on what he could offer to the team. And you don't want to take those special teams for granted because that's that's become a problem at times in the past, oh, I think I think of some of the. I mean, you think of some of the the kick coverage and the punt coverage teams that were giving up these long returns, and that's where Lovett was really good. He seemed to be one of the first guys down there. You know, special teams is an attitude, right? Absolutely, and and Green Bay special teams this year. I mean, I wouldn't put them in. The, they're not the best in the league by 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 any stretch, but they're not the worst anymore either. I mean, they've been pretty pretty competent. I mean, um, they had the one bad game. The one where they had the punt block and the and um, something else happened. I forget what else happened that game. It was they had one really bad game, um, but for the most part, their coverage has been pretty good. Um, their punt return game, when they've had a chance to return some punts, they've done okay with it. So, um, and as when as we go through this list, that's that's one of my biggest concerns this week is their special teams because you, you have some some key special teams guys who may not play. Right. And, so, and, then, and what also happens when, and and as we get to the list, you know, we'll, you'll go through it. If if a if a starter's out, if 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 Kevin like, like Kevin King's been out, right? So that means another guy moved. Like Josh Jackson is now starting a corner. Well, he was a key special teams player. He probably won't be on all the special teams if he's playing fifty some snaps, sixty snaps a corner, right? So so it really it, it's a trickle down effect to where you have like a lot of new faces on special teams. Let's just hope, and, and, and if J.K. Scott's kicking off, he doesn't kick into, into the end zone the way Mason Crosby does. So there could be some, and I don't know how good Jacksonville special teams are. I should probably look that up. But um, that could, you know, on a windy day, like we said, you know, it, it equalizes the teams a little bit. A long kick return, a long punt return, whatever. That could be a big play in the game. We've seen some really weird, wonky things happen in the history of the Green Bay Packers and to some really good Green Bay Packers teams. So I'm not taking – Jacksonville for granted and as soon as Paul said 40 mile an hour wins because I had not checked the weather report my stomach started to turn so we should probably move on so I can finish the show but let's maybe start there we'll work it we'll work backwards normally we start with with some of the more significant injuries but so on that note Mark you've got Will Redmond Vernon Scott Darius Shepard Equinemia St. Brown are all listed as questionable and they all have a chance to play but there's your special team's contributors and Redmond and right. Scott have played on defense and EQ has gotten in on offense and Darius Shepard is your your punt return right so I don't know how unlikely they are to, to play now Shepard didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday and he was limited he on play. Friday yeah I don't think he'll play 
And that's and that's big because as, as much as he has struggled as a receiver, he's been sure-handed as a punt returner. I mean, I think one of the things you said, Mark, and aptly so early in the season or maybe prior, was if you're the punt returner, just catch the ball. Right. And that's one thing you worry about is if you've got someone back there who's not used to returning punts. I know Josh Jackson's done it before. Now, like you said, if he's playing a corner, he's probably may not be the guy. But well, Tyler and, Irvin will probably go back. Well, Irvin, but if you, right. you add in and you add in the win factor, you just you know I don't I don't really necessarily want to I don't necessarily want to take that particular risk. But again, the questionable designation makes it kind of tough for us to be exact on this show because there is no probable designation anymore, but those four guys are, are listed as questionable. Um, so it, as far as, as special teams and, and what those guys do in particular, you know, that's, that's something to keep an eye on. But again, questionable. We're not sure if, if they're going to play or not. Um, Paul, I'll kick it to you too. If, if does, does anything about those four in particular, you've got two secondary and two receivers that are listed as questionable, and then, like I said, they're special teams contributors. You know, what are your thoughts on how that could potentially impact? Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit and Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. I mean, Redmond and Scott both play the safety position, so the Packers are going to be a little thin there, but... I guess with Henry Black, they'll still be at four. But like Mark said before the show, there's a number of positions where they can't really suffer an injury on Sunday because it's going to make them much more thin than what they already are. In terms of the receivers, um, I mean, St. Brown and Shepard in the passing game, neither of them have made huge impacts over the last you know month or so. So with pass, being able to pass to the running backs, Devontae Adams, MVS, the tight ends, I think Aaron Rodgers is still going to have plenty of pass catchers uh, available and at his disposal in this game. So uh, of the two positions, I think the safety position is more to, more to look at than the receiver. Right, which has cool. kind, of kind of been the case, right? I mean, and, and Darnell, because Darnell Savage has missed a little bit of time. Raven Green has had his share of injuries in the past, so... You don't want to take that that for granted because those are those are two very important parts of the defense. So I don't necessarily want to gloss over it. Mark, anything to add on these guys? And, and maybe just I talk about the Whoa. depth. I talk about the depth all the time. And, and so anytime you've got somebody at a at a position where you don't carry a ton of safeties and two of them are questionable, it's it's worth noting. Oh, I agree. And I, and I think I mean we'll we'll learn. Later today, I'm sure I'm going to get an email with a bunch of roster moves by the Packers because even though St. Brown and Shepard haven't done much, and I agree with Paul, they haven't put up numbers, you're going into, if, if both of them are out, and I think Shepard is, and St. Brown, I don't know about St. Brown, but um, 
you're going into the game with just three healthy wide receivers, right? Devontae Adams, MVS, and Malik Taylor. So somebody's going to – I don't want to just – I mean, like I said, what if MVS, you know, comes up with a little you know, little ankle twist or something? And you, you don't want to be down to two. So I, I would think they're going to have to make some moves. They're going to have to bring up uh, Begleton, perhaps, or Seth Roberts, or somebody – one of the wide receivers from the practice squad is going to have to – be one of those practice squad call-ups this week, I would think. And same same goes with safety, where I'm assuming Henry Black, because he's been up a couple times in the past. Actually, made made a couple plays when he's been up. Henry Black think. loves to hit, and I love it. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's he's been a, a nice. I tell you what, I mean, and it's kind of crazy. We the general manager has been criticized and fairly criticized for some questionable drafts. The past three, his first three three drafts have left some. Raise some eyebrows and with with good cause, but you got to give this guy credit for finding unknowns in both the draft and his pro personnel. People are good. I mean, picking up the guy like like you said, getting Lovett, who was you know Kansas City cut, boom, they're on him, and he and he helped special teams. You know, Irvin last year, Alan Lazard. Um, you can go on and on with these. Like it's funny, but like his his undrafted free agents and you know street free agent pickups. Have done a lot. Have done more than some of his high draft picks, which is, is not the way it's supposed to be. But you know, if if we're going to blame him for some things, we should give him credit for some things as well. I guess. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, and they've they've done well. I mean, I think they've the, they've put a competitive team on the field. I mean, look what they've done the last couple seasons. Eighteen was not a good year, but you know, this this traditionally and typically is a good good, good culture, and it starts with the the top in your administration and your coaching staff, and then you've got to have the talent and the players, and there is no there's no shortage of talent. Unfortunately, when you look at guys like Equinemius St. Brown, he's been disappointing. Marquez Valdez-Scantling has been disappointing. You're not going to hit on every single area, so you know that's going to be kind of something to look at. How are, what are they going to do to improve this team from one year to the next? But hopefully we, we have a Super Bowl to talk about in between that conversation. So as far as... You know, and I guess as far as some some moves that we could make, you're talking about the wide receiver position. So Alan Lazard and Christian Kirksey could both potentially be activated for this game. They haven't been yet, but that's one thing that maybe the team knows that Lazard is is going to play. But again, it's Saturday, it's early, and that that move hasn't been announced yet, so we don't know if that's necessarily the case. Well, Lazard uh, kind of made it sound like Lazard wouldn't be. That Kirksey probably Kirksey probably will be. Um, Lazard did not practice. He practiced Wednesday and Thursday, and, and he sat out Friday, mm-hmm. which I, I took to me. I took that as okay. He's not quite there yet. Yep. Yeah, they said which, that he still had some uh, pain right. in his core. Yeah, so I think he. I think he may need another week. That's why I'm looking at the practice squad. I'm looking at either Begleton or Roberts to get brought up, and I and I think I think a tight end has to get brought up too. And well, again, we, we didn't mention Tanyan, who's questionable. If 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 he can't go. They might have to bring up, you know, either this, and I don't know either. I don't know much about either one of these guys. Dax Raymond and uh, Dominique Daphne are two tight ends on the practice squad. One of them might have to get a call up. Well, yeah, if you're if going I off, of, I was going to say, Mark, if you're going off of your your formula of the Friday practice status, Tanya didn't practice Wednesday at all. Right. Limited Thursday, didn't practice Friday, so it would seem likely yeah, there's would a good chance he doesn't play. I uh, yeah, I'm I, I'm with you on that one. So now you're down. I mean, they're really, really thin. I mean, the, the stars are, are there. Devontae Adams is playing. Aaron Jones is playing. Aaron Rodgers is playing. And that's 
you know, that's important. <laughs> um, like, I, like I said to you guys a couple weeks ago when we were doing injuries, and I said, you know, I'd rather, as long as 12's healthy, they got a chance to win the game. Um, and, I, and I still believe that. I mean, if I'd rather I would trade all those other guys to have the healthy quarterback. And that's what every team basically, but, um, but they, I mean, you know, right now they're, they're, we're talking about three healthy wide receivers, two healthy tight ends. That's, that's a lot of, that's not, that's not real, that's not real deep. So they're, they're going to have to make some moves. Um, and even running back there, what are we down at running back here? Um, you got Jones and Williams, right? And Irvin, you got three running backs. Oh, the Irvin's really, Irvin, you know what? Irvin's going to play wide receiver. That's your other wide receiver. Maybe maybe they're they're not as dire at wide receiver as I thought. If Irvin will, Irvin will probably play a lot of slot this week. Well, he's going to have to. Yeah, and that's what he is. I mean, I think he's become better at that anyway. If Jones, you know, with Jones and Williams, and then they, you know, they Paul, tell us about the kid that that, that they signed to the practice squad this week. I kind of like him a little bit, Mike Weber. Yeah, he, so he was a good story about him too. Yeah, he's super productive running back from Ohio State, 2700 rushing yards, 24 touchdowns. He was a 7th round draft pick last year 2019 by the Cowboys, spent the most of the year on their practice squad, then uh was signed by the Chiefs to their practice squad, so I believe he got a Super Bowl ring. That's so go. good for him. <laughs> uh no no career NFL snaps, but uh you know, uh, a strong college career behind him. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, for the time being, I think he's just kind of there as a just-in-case. But right. it's certainly someone to keep your eyes on, especially with, I mean, there, there's been so much movement with the new des- designations that teams can make this year. There's been so much movement from the practice squad to the 53-man and those two elevated spots and things like that. So, yeah, he's someone to keep your eyes on if the Packers do get unfortunate and have some more injuries at running back. Well, he took Dexter Williams to the spot. Because he got yep, hurt. he went to IR. Right. So yeah, and he's probably just as good, if not better, than Dexter Williams. Dexter Williams, friend of the show, <laughs> friend of the show. I think De- Dexter Williams and Montrevious Adams have a special place in. Well, no, no. Hey, listen, Adams. Saturday pack of day, Lord. Hey, wait, wait, Adams. I got it. I I said I was, you know, I was happily wrong that he's he's having a nice season. Well, I Dexter hope he Williams. doesn't regress and prove you right again. Well, you know what it is with him. You don't want to overuse them. I think they're, you know, they underused them a little bit earlier, but 20-some snaps a game, that's what you want. You don't want them out there for 50. That's what it's like with, it seems like, the entire defensive line outside of Kenny Clark. Right. Well, that's, that's what they got to do. They have keep to them on the snap count, yep. rotate them, and, yep. And, put, and it's funny with Adams as well that I remember when, when he was drafted, he was supposed to be this, you know, pass rush kind of guy, and, and you're worried about him against the run. Well, it's his, you know, what, this is his fourth year now? He He's become the opposite. He doesn't get much uh, pass rush pressure, but he's become probably their second best run stopper. So, you know, that it works out. It's, it could work out pretty well if him and Kiki kind of split some snaps there, put Kiki out on passing downs and Adams out on rundowns. And listen, this week, run the run game is going to be – stopping the run is, is the key to the whole game. Because Jacksonville's passing attack isn't doesn't really scare you, but this rookie James Robinson he scares me a little bit. Yeah, well the Jags get Jags have some players. The the one guy that's not playing is quarterback Gardner Minshew. He's out with his, with his thumb injury, so it's Jake Luton who's going to take his snaps at quarterback. And Mark, as you've said aptly on several past shows, everything else aside, 
what's the quarterback matchup? What's the quarterback situation? And that's where I think the Packers have a huge edge, and Vegas agrees. I think it's still a double-digit point spread right. right now. But, you know, one guy, we lump two together, because two, uh, two of the biggest names on this list, one is coming back and the other one is listed as doubtful. Jair Alexander listed as doubtful. He's still going through the concussion protocol, has not been activated yet. And so I, if he's getting a chance to to play, it's going to have to happen Saturday. But he's listed as doubtful, so that's that says something. And then you've got David Bakhtiari, the left tackle, who is returning this week. He will be back after missing a few games with that chest injury. It obviously goes without saying. He's a huge, Bakhtiari is a huge boost to the offensive line. It allows you to shift guys back to where they want to play. Uh, Rick Wagner is listed as questionable. He's got a knee injury. He didn't practice Wednesday. was limited both Thursday and Friday. So his his status there. But Alexander being out and with, with Kevin King also being listed as questionable and maybe not as likely to play this week, that's a thing. So, Paul, at the corner position, a lot of shuffling, a lot of musical chairs at the offensive line. Now they're having to do less shuffling and less musical chairs. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, well, I'll start at cornerback. Um, I I don't know with Alexander being doubtful. I know he could have a the concussion protocol. He could you know pass that today, but I'm still skeptical that he's going to see the field tomorrow. And I hope Kevin King can come back. Um, you know, he saw limited limited participation this week, all three days, and the. The Jaguars have rookie quarterback Jake Luton under center, but they have DJ Chark at receiver. And he had a thousand yards last year, eight touchdowns, and he's missed two games this year, and he's still on a similar pace for his production last year. And he's coming off a big game against the Texans. Luton targeted targeted him twelve times. He had 146 yards and a score. So he, if King is out and Alexander's out, that's going to fall on Josh Jackson. Um, Chark primarily lines up out wide. And he's a big play threat, even with missing those games in a couple downfield stats. Uh, he's still top 10 in the NFL. So he's he's certainly an X factor in this game as someone that the Packers will have to try to find a way to eliminate. And as I've talked about before, the Packers pass rush can play a huge role in that, especially with Luton. I mean, this is a second start. If the Packers pass rush can build upon their performance from San Francisco, which was excellent, pressuring Mullins. I mean, we're going to see we're going to see the Jaguars rookie make some mistakes as well, and then that'll take uh, Chark's playmaking ability and effectiveness out of the game. But if King can't go, that's definitely something to watch. Josh, Josh Jackson on Chark. I don't. And think then, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go on. I don't think Jackson can cover Chark. Chark runs a four three nine. Mm-hmm. Jackson doesn't. Jackson can't, couldn't run a four three nine if 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 you spotted him the three nine. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so you think like Kadar? Or, I don't like, know, but not Jackson. 
<laughs> he'll run. He'll run right by him. I mean, it'll, it'll be that'll no, that, that scares the heck out of me. Well, yeah. They'll I mean, def- regardless, they'll definitely have to provide some help to that side. Up. Of yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to. I don't know. I mean, that's why that's why King's got to play. I mean, really, he really has to play. Yeah, and Chark's six four two, so he's a he's a big body receiver. Yeah, he's but, good. But yeah, good Pro Football Focus came out with a stat this week that Jackson is with Alexander in the top 10 in yards allowed per route run. And that's kind of been the story for Jackson this year. Quarterbacks are still incredibly efficient against him. I think they're completing like 68% of their passes. But he's been able to limit outside of penalties. That's, you know, self-inflicted wounds. He's been able to limit the big play. But if he does have to take on Shark, that's certainly going to be put to the test this week. Right. And like I said, the Packers had the pass rush. The Jaguars' offensive line has given up a number of sacks this year, rookie quarterback, and the wind. So they have things that are helping them um, outside of you know the, the safety play to that side of the field as well. And on the offensive line, Bakhtiari's back. Rick Wagner, obviously we hope he can go, but with Bakhtiari back, I think Wagner's going to go back into his reserve role as a backup. Uh, Turn will take over the right tackle position as he has. So obviously we want him to play. Hope he's there because we've seen this offense line have to deal with injuries all season. We don't know what's going to happen on Sunday. But if he is going to be out, it's obviously better to happen this week when Bakhtiari's back and they have their normal starting five versus you know the previous three weeks. Yeah, so with Alexander, and if King can't play, that's that's a thing there, too, in, in the coverage situation. But one of the reasons why the Packers struggled so much in these windy conditions two weeks ago against the Minnesota Vikings was the absolute monster beast running back that is Dalvin Cook, and the Jaguars don't necessarily have quite that. I don't think the Jags are going to get away with only throwing the ball, what, 12 times? I mean, that's obviously one of the reasons why the Packers couldn't pressure Kirk Cousins, he didn't drop back to throw. I mean, Minnesota stole a page in a different way because Cook's a different running back out of what the Niners did in the NFC Championship game. If you only have to throw the ball 10 times, then the pass rush really doesn't make much of a difference. But I expect Green Bay's offense to score points, build a lead, force Jacksonville to have to throw, and I just don't think that's going to be a great recipe for them, and that's why I think the Packers have a huge leg up in this game. So, I mean, we've mentioned every player that's on the injured list. The one thing I'll say about Kevin King, and we talked a little bit prior to starting today, is after last season, a lot of us were were hoping that this was that was more of the Kevin King that the Packers wanted when they drafted him and should have. Now, he put up some really good numbers last year. Mark, you've mentioned several times he could have had several more interceptions if he would have just caught the ball. But So you expect him to come down to earth a little bit. But here he is missing a good quarter of the season now with this quadricep injury. He was limited all week. And we, we've talked about what the Packers are going to do in their future and how they're going to address some of these pending free agents. King is one of them. And the corner position is one that you'd like to have solidified. I mean, if the Packers could have Jair and Kevin King for the next five years at least, then that saves that's, that's huge. That saves them a lot of, of having to shuffle things around, draft free agents and all those types of things. But, you know, Mark, here we are again with Kevin King missing a bunch of time. And so it's an uncertain future for him. And then it puts the defense kind of on their heels a little bit as we're sitting here trying to figure out who's going to cover Chark. Yeah, I mean, King's a guy that, like I said, I was I was hoping his injury problems were, were, were in the past and he would go out and play. You know, I wanted him, when I did my list of, you know, 
how I would rank the impending free free agents and who I wanted back. I had him second behind Bakhtiari, and that's no longer the case. I mean, I don't. You can't. I mean, I'm not giving him money. I mean, how can you? How can you give a guy money that plays ten games a year, if that maybe? You know, I mean, I. I mean, if he's willing to take a a, a very affordable deal. Sure, bring him back, but I'm not. I'm not breaking the bank for him like I was like I was planning to. And he fought to me, in, in my opinion, he falls behind Aaron Jones, probably Corey Lindsley at this point, who's having a great year. Um, yeah, he, you know, and again, I I agree 100 percent with you that if you have both corners, that's a big weight off your you know off your mind that you know we don't have to worry about it. But you do have to worry about it because the one guy can't seem to play more than. Three games in a row without, you know, like I said, if he doesn't play this week, that's that's five missed games already. That's 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 too much. It's such a key position, obviously. Let me just add one thing that you said. You know, no, James Robinson is not Dalvin Cook. I mean, Dalvin Cook's probably in the top two or three running backs in the in the league right now. But James Robinson is sixth in the league. And he's in, very good. Russia. He has five hundred and eighty yards this year. He's sixth. He's and he's only four yards behind Todd Gurley for. For uh, fifth, mm-hmm. actually, he's only six yards behind Clyde Edwards Hilaire for fourth. So he's right, he's right there. I mean, Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook are far and away one two, but he's right in that mix. I mean, the pack. I expect I want to see a defense like I saw last week against the 49ers. I want to see the box loaded. Um, you know, I yeah, they they can't let Robinson beat them because that's especially like you said with the windy can conditions a rookie quarterback Jacksonville's going to try to take that same page that you said the Vikings stole from the 49ers well they're they're in that they're reading that book today <laughs> they're they know that they're going to want to come out and run Robinson 40 times and it's up to the Packers to make it second and nine and third and eight so that so that they can't do that um and then we, we've seen you know we've seen lesser backs than James Robinson hurt, hurt the Packers yeah he has a uh... 132 carries this year, which is the sixth most in the league, and he's coming off 25 against Houston. So, buckle up, Packer fans. There's gonna be a lot of James Robinson tomorrow. Yeah. He was an, was he undrafted or was he a low? Yeah, player? he was undrafted. How about that? It happens. You know, even even the Jags stumble into a great player once in a while. The Jags, the Jags have had a lot of good players. They just, I don't know what's, I don't. They messed up. And then they end up in Green Bay. Tyler yeah, Irvin, right. Mercedes Lewis, <laughs> Alan Lazard, Lazard yeah. Nathaniel Hackett. And Nathaniel Hackett yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a vortex in Duval County. That's all I. It wasn't say. that it wasn't that long ago that the Jack that, that the Jaguars were were beating the Patriots in the AFC Championship game, right. on the, almost going to a Super Bowl, right? And they and they had a good young roster, and you thought, oh, okay. And again, why aren't they any good? Because they don't have a quarterback. <laughs> and also, Packer fans, Josh Jones comes back this week. Well, that's that's who you throw at. <laughs> Find him, and, and and all will be well. Yeah, that sounds good to me. That's a pretty good trade, Irvin Lazard and Lewis for Josh Jones. I'll make that trade. Make that every day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, I got a stat for you guys too. I'm, I'm, I did some homework actually, which is rare for me these days. But I actually did some because we do injuries, right? Yep. Well, and I, and I know ESPN did a story about you know the difference between last year and this year. Um, but I, I took a little different twist on it. Last year, and this was amazing when you think about it, only nine players missed time for the pack. Nine players on the roster missed missed games. Uh-huh. Um, Devontae Adams missed – and Raven Green, obviously, and Lane Taylor missed the most. They both missed 14 because they went on IR after the second game. But only nine guys the whole year 
Kevin King, of course, was one. Um, but yeah, that was it. Nine, nine players. Missed a total of 51 games. Now we're halfway through the season. So I'm not, I'm not even counting this week yet because we don't know who's going to miss yet and who's going to play. But already 20 players have missed time for a, t- a total of 49 games. And that wow. doesn't count the fact that, you know, like Taylor isn't coming back and DeGuara is not coming back. So add those, add eight more games to, to both of them because they're not going to play for the rest of the year. So that not that amazing that only nine of – through 16 games last year, only nine players missed a game. Already 20 players have missed. And that's oh, and now Lovett's going to be 21. That's really that's really incredible. Isn't <laughs> nine it? players, wow. And I, I think you knew they were going to come down to earth a little bit. I mean, it was some teams just get lucky with health, and the Packers have right. never have not been one historically or statistically, I guess. And they're not, I'm not saying they're worst in the league. A lot of teams deal with it, but they were very fortunate last year. And then lo and behold, look, well, look what happens when you're healthy. Look what happens when Kevin King plays 14 mm-hmm. games. You know, the you Packers, go 13 and three, and you end up in the NFC Championship game. Good things happen when. Teams stay healthy, but depth, depth, depth. And I, I like the depth on this team. I'm not necessarily saying I think they're a lock to be in Tampa come early February or whenever the Super Bowl gets played. You know, I'm not, who knows what's going to happen. But I like some of these young secondary guys in the secondary. Will Redmond playing a little bit more. Vernon Scott looks like he can play some. Henry Black is probably going to get some snaps. They've made plays. They've been okay. Uh, you know, Stanford Samuels has, again, he has the, he got home. He just made the, made the tackle in a, in the wrong way on Nick Mullins against the 49ers. So some of the young depth's going to have to step up and, and be good. And that's what it's going to take to, to get to a Super Bowl. You, you've got to have, you know, every single guy plays a role. It sounds cliche and corny, but you know, one through 53 or two, I guess 55 now with the two practice squad players, everybody's going to have to do something. If you look at all the Super Bowl champions from the past, they've gotten production from from guys that have kind of come out of nowhere or, or that don't typically produce really well. So that's going to have to be the story of the Green Bay Packers. So as far as the injury report, that's, that's it on the Packers' side. LaVisca Chenault, highly regarded wide receiver from this past draft, is also out. So no Gardner Minshew, no LaVisca Chenault. So when we talk about you know, how are they going to take care of that passing game if they should be without both Jair Alexander or if Jair doesn't play and Kevin King does or if they both don't play, then Chenault's not out there and, and that's one less huge weapon that you have to, to mitigate. But I think the key, Paul, you mentioned it, the pass rush. You've, you've got to dictate that the Jags are going to have to throw the football if they're going to move it. And if they're going to have even a remote chance to win this game, you gotta you gotta bet on Jake Luton all day long and stack the box and be effective. And if Kirksey comes back, now he's going to be rusty. He hasn't played in a long time, and the, and Chris Barnes is still not off of the COVID reserve list. And Barnes has been a big producer in the middle. You you still have Kamal Martin, but they're going to have to stop that run. And I think that's the key. But I think I think the I think this game turns out much differently than the last game where there were 40 mile an hour gusts of wind. So I guess we'll kind of wrap up on that note there. I still think the Packers win. I don't want to throw a score out there because it really doesn't matter. Just score more points than the Jags do. But Mark, how do you see this one shaking out? Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I, again, I'm not, I, I hate games like this where, you know, everybody's like, Oh, it's going to Packers will win by whatever. Like I said, Jacksonville, 
their, their biggest problem is their quarterback. And um, but a forty mile an hour wind doesn't. It's, the Packers quarterback might not be so good either in, 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 in those conditions. I mean, I'm, I'll still take my chances with Aaron Rodgers, but I, it's this game might be tougher than everybody thinks. I, I think the Packers will find a way to win. It's home. They're the better team. They have the better quarterback. Um, they are missing some people, but like I said before, their their, their main guys are all gonna, are all healthy unless Alexander can't play. But um, it's not going to be easy. It's it's, it's going to be. I don't think we're going to be like laughing in the third quarter and you know the game's over. I think it's going to be Jackson's going to hang around and then the Packers will probably score late to make it a, a two score game. But I'm, I worry about games like like this all the time. I I I just do. Well, we just went through one in it in a, a couple weeks ago, so we're still. Stung by a little bit, it totally makes sense. Paul, do you see it the same way, or do you got any any other feelings on how this thing's going to go? I do think the wind, like I said at the beginning, it it shrinks the talent gap between the two teams. So I don't necessarily see this being like the Niners game last week when they played, where like by the third quarter you knew this one was over. I think it'll be a little closer because of that, but also I don't think we're ever going to really be in doubt. It might teeter between you know 10 14 17 points where the Jaguars are kind of there but the Packers are in control for most of the game I mean this Jaguars defense you pick a category they're they're last or darn close to it so I still expect this Packers offense to find success Devontae Adams um, Aaron Jones Bakhtiari's back so I think the Packers it may not be you know Typical blowout that maybe we expected a few days ago before we knew the wind was coming, but I think the Packers control the game and win. Yeah, I, I have a hard time seeing them not winning. It's just a little bit of a different situation than Minnesota two weeks ago, plus their divisional Minnesota's divisional opponent. So, yeah, I think the Packers will take care of business. You know, one thing I wanted to mention at the beginning of the show, and we'll we'll end on it as, as we and we absolutely have to, was the passing of Packers legend Paul Horning on Friday. He of the power sweep from the Lombardi era, and our friend over at Game On Wisconsin, Jake Westendorf, said it best. Horning is now reunited with Coach Lombardi, Bart Starr, and Jim Taylor up there to once again run the power sweep from up above. So it's it's always sad when, when we see these legends leave us. Hornig, obviously, one of the biggest key members, uh, one of the most famous members, and a, a really cool and fun personality from those Lombardi-era Packers. And, Mark, uh, I, you know, we didn't grow up watching those Packers. That was before our time. But So, so call the old guy, right? Uh, well, I'm just – I was little. You didn't, you, I remember. I remember. Oh, yeah, I remember. I mean, I was little, but I, I that, that was when I first started liking – you know, Bart Starr was my favorite player and, you know, Horning Taylor and later on Donnie Anderson. But – you know what? You know, Herb Adderley passed away a couple weeks ago. I mean, I, I looked it up. I think there's only like, I could be wrong. I don't want to leave anybody out, but I know Dave Robinson's still alive and Boyd Dowler. But uh, is there anyone else from that great? Team, you know, the, the the key members of those of those teams. I think they Jerry Kramer. Jerry Kramer. Jerry Kramer's still alive, right? Okay. So Kramer, Dowler, and Robinson are the only ones I could think of. I mean. I know as far as Greg's gone, you know, uh, Willie Wood and Herb Adderley just recently. Um, Fuzzy Thurston passed away, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, it's, I mean, it just means we're all, you know, it's, it's, they're all, they're all under eight. I mean, you know, these guys, Paul was 84, right? When he, when he passed yep, away. 84. And he, went, and, and he had been, he had been sick. Um, but I mean, you're right. He, he was, 
he wasn't just a great player. He was a great character. I mean, you know, he there's legendary stories. But it, um, Max McGee once said about him, uh, they asked him what kind of impact he, he makes on the team. And I think that Max was, Max was a character also. His quote was, um, I think Max has made a big impact on the Green Bay Packers and a big impact on half the women in our country. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he was um, – he was uh, he 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 kept Lombardi up at night sometimes when worried about him I think. Yeah, the Golden Boy, the Golden Boy in in Green Bay is uh, is no longer with us. And, and I also think he, um, I'll, I'll I'll end it on this because I've said I've, I've this is a theme I've had this this year. I think he's the last player from Notre Dame the Packers drafted that was any good. <laughs> there it is. It's got there. It's exactly, Paul. Perfectly said. There it is. So. Uh, always, always uh, coming with the uh, with well, and you know I don't know if you looked up any of the numbers on Hornig, but obviously, Paul, even though great. we didn't grow up watching him play, we've seen plenty of highlights, and we know how important he is to this to this franchise. He was a good kicker too. Yeah, absolutely, he did it all. The Golden Boy and Vince Lombardi called him the greatest player he ever coached. So. Uh, right? If that yeah, if that doesn't carry weight, I don't know what will. So, um, another legend, unfortunately gone. Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully there's some some good vibes at Lambeau Field this week, and uh, and the Packers can can get get on track. Well, still they no got, fans, right? Still no fans. They got on track against the Niners, so I won't say get back on track, but you know, win the games that you're supposed to win that are put in front of you. So as far as as what's happening this week, we had some extra days off, and I done, it's a Sunday game, so we're back on our normal schedule. But Paul, what do we got going on over at Dairyland Express this week? I've uh, just been previewing the Jaguars. I like to do the, you know, five stats to know, especially with an uncommon opponent, just to get you an idea of who the who the team is coming to town. Um, I partnered with a Jaguars writer, so we each asked each other five questions, once again, just to get familiar with the opponent, and I also have my X factors out. And then after the game, I'll have my instant takeaways. Awesome. And then, Mark, over Packer Report? Um, again, for after the game, I'll do a similar story like, like Paul did. I do my game and review, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I have a story up now on Packer Report where I I discussed Devontae Adams and you know James Jones said he was the best receiver in the Aaron Rodgers era and I agree but I also I took it a little further where do, where would you rank Devontae Adams all time Packer receivers not just the Aaron Rodgers era but the North oh, Star era the Brett Favre era and the Don Hudson era you know <laughs> where do you rank them all time all time oh so if that if that isn't the and, and that's that's one of Twitter's favorite conversations to have right is who is the greatest X of all time and you know right. <laughs> quarterback running back receiver who's the best you know those are those are great debates those are awesome so get over let me there. ask you guys one more thing yeah so Monday night the Vikings play the Bears who do we want to win oh ouch uh I guess I mean, I want to tie, but yeah, with a, uh, a lot of injuries. I think the Bears just I do to, just to knock the Vikings off and just yep. kind of put them away for good type thing. I, I, I think that's I, what I'm leading. I agree. I mean, the easy answer is, oh, you want the, you want the Vikings because the Bears are in second. But no, I'm yeah. I'm with you, Paul. I think the Bears are floundering and they're not going to, you know, the yeah, Vikings exactly. are starting to put it together. A nice loss in Chicago could kind of knock them back, you know, put them back, and and also the Vikings schedule. Is a lot. It seems a little easier next few weeks. So I don't want them getting on a roll. Yeah, I would say of the teams that you don't. Yeah, I would say of the the and the Packers are done with Minnesota, but 
it's there's still enough season left for them to do damage and sneak in there. And again, with an extra team in the playoffs and only one bye week, they could end up being that last seed. And even if Green Bay is like the two seed, they have to play the first week, mm. and they're hosting the Vikings again. No, I don't want with that. Dalvin Cook and no thanks. No. Yeah. I want the, I don't want the Vikings even even in the even in the conversation for the playoffs. Yeah, I guess I trust <laughs> I, to your point I I'd rather see the Vikings lose. I trust the Bears. Yeah. I trust the Bears less to get it together and continue to be good. I agree. Yep. And well, we got a good shot. It's it's, it's Kirk Cousins in prime time, so. <laughs> True. Well, we'll get a chance to enjoy watching that one after the Packers hopefully take care of business against the Jacksonville Jaguars. This has been the injury update edition of the Pack a Day podcast. Everybody, be safe, enjoy the game, and go Pack Go. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.